Welcome to the Search the Scriptures podcast, where we dive into scripture and provide the explanation of it in the most accurate light that we can. Search the Scriptures is a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the Christian, challenging our brothers and sisters along with ourselves to see if we have set aside the commands of God to set up our own traditions. To do this, we use scripture to explain scripture. Please join us on this journey. See, my voice can hold out for this. So today, what we're going to be on is, the topic is, what does the Bible say about binding and loosing? That's the question. And it actually had a second part to it. It says, and how should we go about it? And so that's the, the topic that we're going to tackle this evening. Anybody have any comments on this before we jump into it? All right, let's do it. So this is coming from a couple of different areas. We're going to look at both of them or a couple of different passages. So Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 says, truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. and Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So this is Jesus speaking. And this is where uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 I guess the question comes from. Uh, and this is Jesus speaking it. And so we're going to expound on this here in just a little bit. Any comments on this before we go further? So the question is, what does the Bible say about binding and loosing and how should we go about it? Let's dig, let's dig a little bit deeper into this. So hold on, let me see what we got there. What you got, G. White? So whatever you bound on earth, we bound in heaven. That's right. So my gold chain, my fancy car, get to come with me. Yeah, that's basically what pe- the way people look at it, I guess, for the most part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what you got, G? Elder G? Ronald Lanier? Lanier? Lanier. Uh, quick question. So that I know for myself, uh, what exactly, can you give a brief description of both of these words so I know exactly what they mean? Uh, sure. So <clears throat> I guess binding or bound is uh can be can better be translated as uh restrict or not allow, forbid, or it's against the law. That's what that's what binding is. And loosing, of course, is basically that it's okay, it's free, it's free to be done. But uh, the translation of, of bind and bound, and Ben will absolutely know this because he's already looking to this stuff, is from what I understand, it's basically that it's, it's like a, it's a restriction. It's, it's restriction or, or forbidding of doing something. What you got, Deja? I see you, Ben. I was just going to, I'm glad he asked that, but I was going to ask, it's not like y'all made a comment about, I know it was a, like an offhanded comment about the gold chain, stuff like that. I always thought that it was about um, more of a, a spiritual tool. If I'm, I mean, I'm, I know we're going to get into it. If I'm misunderstanding, um, like maybe things that have been spoken or curses or any, you know, anything that the enemy might be trying to use. But I also wanted to ask, I thought um, in the original text that the word means already bound and already loose in heaven. I don't know who told me that or if I read that, I don't know, but I just want to know if that's true or not, as in it's already been done. Yeah, so uh, some translations absolutely put it as that that it's already that it's already bound in heaven and it's already loosed in heaven, as if it's it, like you didn't do anything that was already, I guess, ordained prior. Is the way that it some translations put it that it's already done. So yes, that is that is a uh, some translations do put it that way. Uh, what you got, Bear? Um, yeah, so. You, you're on point with that. I um, was looking. Where, where'd it go? Did I close that? I was looking at um, to see where else in scripture it uses those words, and that um, the the bind the binding. Well, yeah, I'll say this first. The binding uh, in Revelation, the last time it uses it is when um, Satan is bound in chains um, for the thousand years, and so it is for real, like wrapping up. But 
it what I was looking at was it says truly I tell you whatever you bind on earth, and so that that first word bind is um is something that is like y'all were saying that is already in process, but then it says we'll be bound in heaven, and that's a different word. I mean that's a different word choice as if as in it's not bound in heaven right now it's going to be later on so whatever we're doing here on earth will later on happen in heaven does that make sense yeah but i think what deja was saying is there's actually some translations that say uh, it's already bound in heaven or already loosed in heaven the way it's worded here it absolutely makes sound like it's going to happen but then there are some translations that say that it was already done uh, uh king james i want to say leads to that hcs sb also says it there's a few of them that say it that way but it's not as important as to what we're at least what we're about to dive into and deja which you also said earlier about you know about uh a spiritual thing it is spiritual but we're going to take a look at exactly the way that it's applied at least as far as what i've seen in, in, in scripture uh what you got you white um yeah so i'm talking about physical things money cars jewelry houses i can take it with me yeah it ain't happening that's not what this is but no um, you just you said i could take the gold chains in in the car first yeah i did say that but i'm sorry i said that and uh, i was joking you were being no, sarcastic yeah i was being sarcastic i apologize yeah you're not don't, taking don't play with that. me like that don't play i'm sorry like my bad my bad i take that back i take that rebuke <laughs> you're right all right some good comments on this so we're gonna go further into it let's do this here so matthew chapter 16 verses 13 through 19 it says when jesus came to the region of caesarea caesarea philippi he asked his disciples who do people say the son of man is they replied some say john the baptist others say elijah and still others jeremiah or one of the prophets but what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the, get, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the, key, the keys of the kingdom of heaven Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So here we have another instance of, of uh, a similar thing taking place here. I do have this on view. A, uh, a similar thing happening here, or saying, and it's first going to Peter. What you got, G? So it's saying, I'm getting right. So is it saying, or is he saying that you have to, this is not necessarily just only pertaining to physical um objects is this also behaviors hey you actually bring up a good point it is talking about behaviors that is actually we're going to look into that it is absolutely talking about behaviors uh, i don't know how you got that out of this but it is true uh Deja, you have your hand up i think i'll wait <laughs> i think i'll wait okay all right but yeah, uh, G actually pulled that out of thin air. I don't know how he got that. But yes, that is true. It is talking about actual behaviors. And we'll take a look at that here in just a little bit. So remember, so what I want to point out on here is that Jesus is speaking to Peter. And he tells him that uh, that when Jesus says, I mean, when Peter says, you are the son of God. And then Jesus says, you're blessed because God actually gave you that revelation. Not No one gave you that revelation. God gave it to you. And then he said, uh, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So he's telling Peter this, specifically Peter, right? And so he's given this to Peter. And then we, as we go on to this next part, Peter's going to try it. So Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 through 23, it says, from that time on, now this is just after this last verse, verses, so Matthew 16, 21 to 23 says, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, 
the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to, to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. So here's afterwards, after Jesus just got through saying that you have received a revelation, Peter, from my father, from God, from my father, not from man. You receive it. You receive this. And not only that, I'm handing you the keys. So with these keys, you can bind things and they'll be bound in heaven and you can lose things. and They'll be uh, loose in heaven. So here he is right here about to bound something. So let me go ahead and bound some up right now. <laughs> and, and it didn't work. What you got, Daisy? Okay, would you mind tapping back to that um, previous slide really quick? I'm glad I waited because I needed to think what I was trying to ask you. So I was, I'm trying to, you know, they say context is the most important thing. So the first thing he does is he asks them who he is. So I feel like, and I want to ask, that the word is is communicating that you only have because this is clearly a power right this is i don't want to say power in like a, in a magical type of way uh, a privilege is a better word right that he's allowing him to do this now because he didn't say say it to him before this but is it only going to come after you have the revelation from god about jesus because that's the first that's what led to him releasing this to him i guess the best way to say it i hate using these words i feel like i'm not using the right words so it's not like you know the weird youtube prophet words but um i'm saying is this something that only comes with the knowledge of who jesus is because of the way that it happened here in scripture and it also it's appear i don't want to say appearing but the way i'm interpreting it is as a privilege almost or um something that he's bestowing upon him to be able to do, right? Because he says, I give you the key, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Obviously, he's not just going around saying that to everybody. But in the same sentence, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So is he saying that this power only comes from you coming to knowledge of who Christ is? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think I get what you're saying here. So I do believe that... Uh, one, this particular verse that we're looking at in Matthew 16, he's speaking directly to Peter. This is this is just Peter that he's talking to. But then the verse we had prior to this was in Matthew 18. He was speaking to the rest of the apostles. And he was saying that very similar things. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. So he said the exact same thing. So I don't know that anything special per se. Uh, I don't know that he gave any extra something to, to Peter. But because he, like I say, later on, he ends up giving it to the rest of the apostles. Uh, right. So I'm saying, because I'm assuming that they, I'm not assuming we know that's why they're apostles, that they know who Jesus is. So I'm saying like, like, um, I don't know who asked it earlier. I want to say it was G, but if I'm wrong, y'all, I'm sorry. Um, when he was talking about physical things. Um, so people who are in the world who might perceive that who don't have a knowledge of Christ, what I'm asking is, do they not have that? I don't want to, I don't know what the word is. Ability basically because he didn't mm. give that to him until he said i know basically god is the person that has revealed who i am to you so is, what i'm trying to say is it's only for people who have accepted jesus and know jesus come to the knowledge of jesus in that way because as a, i'm sure we know all the apostles did as well does that make better sense? yeah so I, I would say yes that this is specifically for uh for for real uh believer in christ this is specifically for for that person I would say that this is not for the unbeliever at all. This these particular verses we're about to go through. Uh, G, what you got? Uh, going back to my first um, uh, statement question, I'm asking from a point of view because I'm, I, you know, I, I, I like to now look when we do the Bible study, looking at myself and figuring out how to, you know, pull these words to myself. And I'm seeing in this area that. I'm guessing, is this more or less those who can be, if you're able to conquer the flesh, like in terms of not conquer the flesh, but, you know, get away from the things that are hurting you. You don't have to worry about the things hurting you later on. Like if you can stop the things that you know you're not supposed to be doing here on earth, you don't have to worry about these things following you later on. No, this is not, excuse me, this is not necessarily what this is as far as I understand. And, uh, this is but it is a behavioral thing 
uh, from the best that I understand it as we go through it and you guys will start to pick it apart as I start go through this, what, I, what I'm talking about. But uh, it's not necessarily like, um, um, I guess like, like along the lines of what you said, not necessarily something like that, it, it, but it is a behavior thing. And we're going to look into that in a second. I can't explain it without just actually going to the scripture. So that's what I'm going to have to do. So uh, we went through this one. And then so Jesus, I mean, Jesus is talking to Peter because uh, he's actually speaking to all of the, uh, the disciples. And he says that he's about to uh, to be to, to be killed. And then Peter took it upon himself to say, you know what, let me just bind this up. So this ain't going to happen. And, uh, you know, forbid it. I'm going to forbid this from happening. And and it didn't work. Uh, Jesus was upset with him for, for trying to do it. What you got, Deja? Yes. Sorry, I forgot to connect it back to this slide. So that's what provoked the question that I was asking. So basically, not even because, yes, for unbelievers as well, but for people, because he was clearly a believer, who are not submitted to Christ in their in their mind, being transformed by the renewing of their mind. What I'm asking is, it doesn't work for them either, basically. It don't work if it's not in the will of God. Period. The way I, the best way I can tell, right. like if it's not in the word, if it's not in the will of God, it's not it's not going to happen. And the fact is. Uh, when Peter said this, Jesus got to the heart of the matter. It wasn't necessarily that he that he was as concerned of what was going to happen to Jesus as he was what was going to happen to all of them. That if they kill you, they're killing us too. Don't let it happen. Like, don't let this thing happen. But that was his, Jesus got to the heart of the matter that that was his actual intent. His intent, because he, because he goes on to say that you're not concerned concerned with the matters of God, but you have human concerns. So uh, for us, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. So for us, like you said, first of all, it's not God's will. It ain't happening in no way. Um, but Lord, help me. So, so basically, for us, if our if we're not in tune with Christ's heart posture, if we're not aligned with His will, with His heart posture, it don't work anyway. I want to make sure that we're saying that because I don't want it it to be confusing, you know, with that manifestation and a lot, but the Bible said it. So, you know, this is the kind of like the, I get all the desires in my heart, skipping a whole part of the verse. So I want to make sure that we're really clear on that. If it's not in alignment with his heart posture, if it's not in alignment with his intent, with his will, it's not happening. That's right. And that comes with, uh, even like with curses, we would tell, I want to say it's even Psalms or Proverbs. It says that, uh, that it's like a fluttering, what is it called? Swallow. I don't know if you guys know about swallows, but they like they don't never really touch the ground. Like they even as they eat, they eat by flying. They uh they drink by 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 flying down and then and then drinking the water as they're flying. So they never really touch the ground. And so it would say like a darting swallow. It says a uh is an undeserved curse. It will never touch. Like it would never come down. It would it would never actually land on that person. And so it's the same thing with that. Like if it's if, if it's not in God's will, even curses won't happen. They won't work. So yeah, some and this is where, like I said, this is where you get into the crux of this because uh, Paul would say that he has a uh, a thorn in the flesh, and he pleaded with God for it to be removed, and it would not happen. So there was no bounding and loose in there either. So this is not necessarily what we think it is. Some great comments on this. Anybody else? All right, let's see what this is talking about here, as best as I can tell. So Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20 says, If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their faults. Just between the two of you, if they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that Every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they asked for it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three gather in my name there am i with them so if we take the context of what at least what this this set of verses is saying here 
instead of just going straight to it, like I started out with was Matthew 18, 18, which just said, truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We see he's actually talking about when G spoke about behaviors, he's talking about discipline. This is what is this. This is talking about discipline, church discipline. And he is saying that. So he, sp he starts out by talking about sin. And then he goes on to say, and this is important, this part here, because he's talking about sin. And then he says, if that person listens to you, you have won, you have won them over. And then he says, goes on to say, but if they will not listen to you, then you are to treat them as a as you would a pagan or a tax collector. All right. So these two things are important. And then he goes on to say, uh, I want y'all to remember that. But then he goes on to say, uh, I, I, uh, again, truly, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree about anything to ask for, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. And we're going we're going to kind of flesh this out a little bit. But he is this is this appears to be about actual discipline he is saying that if you do this if you if you go through these whole steps and then you have to end up treating this person as a pagan or a tax collector i'm actually there with you i'm in a, i'm in agreement with you what you got ben so it's i don't think you finished uh and maybe you did but i don't think you finished your thought process about uh what was going on with peter there but is that why is that partially why that didn't work is because there wasn't other people going there with them. In what way? What do you mean? Uh, the like, 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 like he he was the one. that's like, oh, for, surely that's not going to happen. And he said, "Get behind me, Satan!" You know, like he was trying to do a thing, but it wasn't an agreed upon um, consensus necessarily. Does well, that make sense? Know, I think we. You, so I, I hear what you're saying. I think we do kind of like bear down a bit on Peter, but a lot of stuff that Peter did was at the very full. He spoke up for the rest of them, if that makes sense. So no, I don't feel like uh, th there's a couple instances where, like when Peter says, "You know what?" He said, "Uh, everybody knows." Peter says, "You know what? I'm not gonna. You know, if everybody else falls away, I'm not gonna fall. I'm not gonna leave you." And so we hear that and we and it's taught that. But what's the right after that, it says and the rest of them said the same thing. So everybody else also said the exact same thing with Peter. It just seems to be that seems yeah, I could be wrong, but it seems to be that Peter seems to speak, speak up and says what everybody else is kind of thinking. What you got, man? So I was thinking a little bit differently and I didn't know if you were going there. So I was pausing to say something. So in Matthew uh, 12, around verse 35, 36, something like that. Um, it starts, he, Jesus starts talking about judgment and, uh, in verse 37, he says, um, what's that? Uh, for by your words, you will be acquitted and by your words, you will be condemned. And when you're talking about this loosening and binding, I like, you know, if, if, if we, if we bind something that shouldn't necessarily be bound or we lose, and this is the more important thing. If we lose something that shouldn't be loose, um, then it, it almost seems like in heaven he'll let that thing be loosed but but will be but it's not necessarily for our benefit we'll actually be condemned by the words that we said like okay let, let's open this thing back up let let's let's let the words be loose and find the fault in you does that does that make any kind of sense i hear what you're saying and i want you to hold on to that as we go through this and see if it still lines up Oh, my bad. I said, I want you to hold on to this. And uh, and once we get through it, let's see if it let's see if it lines up with at least what I have here. And then we'll explore deeper and see, because maybe you're deaf. Maybe you're seeing it from an angle. I don't see it all. So uh, I definitely want to look into it, though. What you got, Deja? OK, so I have two questions. So the first thing uh, when when Bill was talking just now, he asked is the reason Peter's, you know, what he said didn't work. Basically, it didn't work because he didn't have a consensus. And I know that you answered, well, he kind of speaks up for everybody. So I just want to make sure that we clarify the reason that Peter wasn't able to do that is because it was not in God's will, is the first thing. Not really because of, of how many people agreed or didn't agree. It just was against the will of God. And then there's something else that he brought up that was really, really good. Um, I Like, for example, I'm going to use like an example that we would use, you know, if we're praying for something in the, in the case where we might want to bind or lose something up, like somebody's healing. Right. Um, I see a lot of people or, or people who preach or whatever the case may say, well, you make sure you say if it's in God's will. 
I'm one of those people that believes he said pray without ceasing. He, if it's in his will, he'll do it. And if he won't, he won't. So I think that's kind of, I don't know if that's the same thing that he was getting at in the sense of sometimes we just need to do it, not do it anyway, necessarily, but pray anyway and allow God to basically reject or accept. Cause we won't, I mean, we could know we have the Holy spirit, but we're human. So we don't always know what is exactly in God's will. I want to know, do you agree with that? That we should just be praying, asking God. And then he, I mean, he's God. he'll say yes, or he'll say no. So Ben actually has, a, he has a really good point because there is an instance where Jesus actually says himself that, uh, that God does things, not necessarily because you're in his favor, that you have any kind of favor or anything on you. He does it just to, just to get you to stop asking it. it, it Jesus right, actually says that. Yeah. So, so Jesus actually says that he says, this is basically Jesus went on to say, this is how you get things from my father. Just keep on asking him, ask him over and over and over again. And, uh, that was actually Jesus's, uh, suggestion to us like this. I'll tell you how you get things from him. And it's not, and, and when he, when he does it, it's not necessarily because you're doing anything great or a wonderful thing. He said, but to get you to stop asking, he can, he'll do it. And so there is something to be said about that with being said that there uh, are, mm -hmm. uh, that's what I'm saying. He, ha he does have a, uh, a, a certain angle that, that uh, it's worth looking to at the very least. Right. So as I think, are you talking about where he said that woman was nagging the king and he didn't feel any type of way either that's way, but he just did it. Yep. So I thought about that too, but my, the very last thing, cause I don't want to be dragging it out. The very last thing I was going to ask. So this is my question. And I asked it because I misinterpret sometimes and I want to be really careful what we speak. Cause like, like the word says, we are going to be acquitted or condemned by what we say, right? Our powers hold life, the, the power that sounds like life and death. Sorry, it's my sister caution. Um, so my question is sometimes when I, I see the word bind, now we know it means bound to be tied to. The reason I said, how do we go about using it is because I don't want to be thinking I'm binding something up as in, um, Help me, Lord, like getting it away from me, right? Like I bind up whatever they said, but I'm actually binding it to myself. Does that make sense? Or binding it to heaven in a sense and vice versa. So I want to make sure it's binding something and casting it or vice versa. I think I'm loosing something over myself, but I'm loosing it away from me. Like I know that probably sounds funny, but I really want to make sure I'm using them right. Does that make sense? I hear you. So uh, it's, it's uh, binding is is literally restricting like this is illegal you cannot do this this is this is stopped here and uh in loosing is the opposite of that yes it can be done that's that's the most okay. basic uh way to put it i guess and, and by the end of this i think you have a, uh at least a clarity at least of where i'm going with it i don't know if that's where you like whether whether it's uh rightly divided can possibly be deb debated we'll see uh what you got other g you know this has pointed me more towards i think it's something that we, we we spoke about in the past but the renewing of our minds i believe that's something that takes place here and not when we make it to heaven because of all the parameters more or less that he puts in place of saying these certain things won't inherit the kingdom of god so it says whatever you bind whatever you loose and so whatever you put a stop to here so i i don't know why my mind is taking me or the spirit is taking me to to think about that part of the scripture where he, he does say you know he speaks about the renewing of our minds i i believe that process is something that we need to you know we're, we're to be working on diligently now in our day-to-day -day because those things that we loose or bind will either follow us to judgment or you know it's not you know at the end of the day it won't enter to the kingdom of god i hear what you're saying and i mean uh i i hear what both of y'all are saying on this but just just if we're just looking at what it says here in this in this uh section that we have pulled up anyway right here this is church discipline that is specifically speaking of uh, not about anything necessarily following you anywhere or anything like that. Uh, and again, like I say, I'm open to 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 see if 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 I'm looking at this in the wrong way. But just based off what we're seeing here, the when we look at the the context of it, 
he's talking about an actual discipline. And he even says uh, he, he he's there with you. So heaven is agreeing with you because he's there with you as this is happening. Does that, does that make sense? Absolutely. But let's look into it, though. We go even further. This is about to get controversial here. So John chapter 20, verses 21 through 23 says, again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So here he is speaking with his disciples. This is the original disciples are here. And he has given them something that they can do. And he goes on to say, if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Uh, this is we're about to jump into now. I don't believe that this mean, means actual unto uh, damnation or salvation. And I'll, I'll explain why here in just a little bit. But uh, but before I do, any any comments, questions on this one? What you got, Deja? You know it. <laughs> Okay, so I have two two questions. The first thing, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. So I don't want us to, to take that away from if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. I want to be clear that this only applies to people with the Holy Spirit. But I want to know, I know you said, and I agree, it's probably that we're, we're not God. He's, he's not telling us we can be God. But could this be in the context of, because um, he says confess our sins, right? So could it be in the context of I wronged you? Like if I came to you and said, uh, you know, Savoy, I wronged you. Um, he said, I forgive you. Then that is God forgiving me. Because in the Lord's prayer, he does say, forgive our, give us, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. So is it in the sense or in the context of a wrong that's been done, that's been more so admitted rather than me saying, Savoy, all the sins you've committed, I, I forgive you. Um, as far as towards us or is it more because he is sending i mean that's also important to look at context wise is he sending them out to spread the gospel so is he saying they have the power obviously since they have the holy spirit to baptize others with the holy spirit i'm just i just want to be is it more of a bless you is it more of an um you admitted something i forgive you so god in heaven forgives you or everything you've done i forgive you i have the holy spirit and you're forgiven does that make sense yeah i, I hear you it's, again, look at this in the sense of this is within the church. So he is uh, he he's he's saying this to his original disciples that will become apostles. He says he is sending them, so they're auto automatically apostles at this point because they're being sent, and they're going to establish churches. They're going they're going to establish and minister these churches. And he would say, if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's the best I can tell. Is not about is not about onto salvation, and we're going to look at something happening along these lines here in just a second. Uh, what, what you got, G? Is, is that where the, the Catholics get that from? Where they feel like the Father, uh, yeah. that's what they call him. They basically go to him so that he can forgive them of their sins and whatnot. That's right. That's exactly where they get it from. Yep. But when it comes to salvation none of us can or have the ability to do this but we're going to take a look at from what i can understand this actually playing out anybody got anything else on this this is actually going to be the last verse coming up all right so remember talking about the question is what does the bible say about binding and loosing and how should we go about it and then we ended up here if you forgive anyone's sins their sins are forgiven if you do not forgive them they are not forgiven so and then remember before i go to this next part i'll go back where it says that we're talking about the church discipline in matthew 18 verses 15 through 20 and he says whatever you loose uh whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven but he starts off talking about sin if your brother or sister sins and then he says go and point out their fault and then he says, if they listen to you, you have won them over. So if we move forward to, to the one that we just read, and with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they their sins are forgiven. 
going back here it says uh if your brother or sister sins go and point out their fault just between the two of you if they listen to you you have won them over but then it goes on to say in verse uh uh 17 if they still refuse to listen tell it to the church and if they refuse to listen even to the church treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector going back to this uh, john 20 21 to 23 it says if you forgive anyone's sins their sins are forgiven if you do not forgive them they are not forgiven so we see this playing out even in this part back here in matthew uh so let's move forward first corinthians chapter 5 verses 1 through 5 and see it actually take place so it says it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that even pagans do not tolerate a man is sleeping with his father's wife and you are proud shouldn't you shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning and have put out of your fellowship the man who has been doing this for my part, even though I'm not physically present, I am with you in spirit. As one who is present with you in this way, I have already passed judgment in the name of our Lord Jesus on the one who has been who has been doing this. So when you are assembled and I am with you in spirit and the power of our Lord Jesus is present, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. So a lot is happening in this first corinthians 5 1 through 5 sexual morality is happening it says not even pagans do this type of stuff and then he says uh that you should have already put this person out of your fellowship instead of you being proud about it, you should already put him out of your fellowship and then he goes on to say he made a judgment on this person he made a judgment on this person in the name of jesus christ our lord jesus about this person and then he says when you guys are assembled and i'm with you in spirit and then he says, and the power of our Lord Jesus is present or two or more gathered. There I am in the midst. Hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. So he's so he is sitting there telling these people that when this hat, this is the way you are to handle this church discipline. This is the way you're supposed to handle it. You are to bind this up. This is not allowed. Bind it. This needs to be bound up. And so this is exactly what he is from what i understand is happening right here this is being bound and then they're and then they're handing it over they're binding him and handing him over to uh to uh to satan and not only are they they doing this but as they're doing this the lord is there heaven is witnessing it and saying and, and is agreeing with this it is bound also in heaven so jesus is actually there as this is happening questions or comments on this What you got, Deja? Okay, I think there's somewhere in scripture where it says to purge uh, the evil from among you. Now, I, I've always interpreted that as, you know, cast out this person, treat them as a pagan, treat them as a tax collector, don't talk to them. They can't, they can't sit with you, basically, right? But in this, in this that you pulled up, he says, hey, this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. So I'm not understanding because i know in the old testament um there was a time somebody had an idol and i think they stoned them to death actually so i'm wondering when it says to the now this is obviously new testament but it says the destruction of the flesh are they saying let is he are they putting him over to death that's what i'm trying to ask <laughs> are they putting him over to death and saying his soul will be saved or are they just excluding him why is it saying i just i'm not understanding that part for the destruction of the flesh i'm just not understanding that part that's what I understand is 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 literally that we're handing him over to Satan to destroy his flesh, and it could be all the way to death that the Satan does with him. But at the end of the day, he's still a brother. He's still going to be saved, but because he refuses to turn away from sin, but because he refuses to uh, to uh, to accept discipline, this is the discipline he gets. Is the best way I understand it. What you got, Ben? Um, I do want to give us a little bit of pause because um, you're sitting here saying, um, you know, all these binding words in relationship to this person. But I was sitting here reading the, this, this, th these definitions of loose and, um, and, you know, for sure it's to tie up or to let go, you know, um, but maybe we're not always looking at that the correct way because this the the word loose like a couple of definitions are of a husband and wife joined together and then broken apart 
um, what else, to dismiss or to break up, to annul or subvert, uh, to declare unlawful, um, to loose what is compacted or built together, to break up, demolish or destroy. So where you're saying this person is uh, like we're binding them up and handing them to Satan, um, it may actually be looked like as we have, um, you know, they're, they're bound to the commandments of Jesus and bound to um, the rules that the church would put them under. But since they don't want to do that, we're loosing them and we're, we're handing them over to be free to do whatever they're going to do, you know. So, I mean, it can certainly be used the other way, but um, the, the things of the Lord are not always black and white in that, that way. So, you know, when we, we, when we think things are bound, we think that's a bad thing. And we think when they're loosed and free, that's a good thing. But that's not always the truth. Amen. I like that. I like that because you're right. You're right. Because we see here that it is saying that uh, that he should be put out of your fellowship, and so you could you could very well have something to that. Uh, yeah, what you got, David? I'm sorry. The fellowship of the Lord has rules and regulations for sure. You know. Amen. I agree with that. It is a religion. Nobody likes to hear that word, but it's a religion. What you got, Deja? Okay, so what Ben just said is exactly what I was asking earlier when I said the reason that I added how should we go about this is because sometimes we think we're binding it or we or we think we're loosing it and it's doing the opposite if that makes it like kind of how you just read those definitions. It's like like you said, it's kind of the opposite way. So I want to make sure we're using the right word at the right time and not thinking one just means bad, one just means good. But it kind of does sound like it, it could go either way. So I don't, I'm guessing we have to speak to the Lord like personally over clarity on when to even use that. Um, I had a, another question or because I'm seeing that every, so far everything that we've been looking at um, besides when he was talking to Peter um, is physical, right? It's the person being, you know, turned over or, or something that's fit or uh, discipline a, sec a second ago was about discipline. So it's something physical. Um, and I was wondering, does it apply more to that's how, okay. So to be a little more, so you kind of understand what I'm asking. I have always used it against things that have been spoken against me because the power has had the power. Oh my goodness. Of life and death are in the tongue. So anytime something is spoken that I'm not in agreement with, um, or that I quickly come into agreement with just accidentally, I will, I will bind it up in Jesus name. I, I also like to use the word rebuke because he says, I rebuke you, Satan. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes, it's, like I said, the definitions of binding and loosing are, are not what I think they are as far as they could be reversed. Um, but I always use it usually, um, and I declare something in the word that is contrary to that right after because it's the sword of the spirit. So that I'm, it's a spiritual weapon, basically, instead of more of a physical thing of exclude this person or about discipline. Am I correct in using it that way? I've always used it that way. It could be wrong, you know, just because you always do something, don't make it right. But I'm wondering, am I correct in doing that? Or is it really more of a physical discipline and, and kind of like uh, in the body thing? Because, well, I guess not, because it says it's also done in heaven. So it has to be. It, okay, I've answered my own question, but go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So, I mean, I see the confusion there. I truly believe that this is it's, it's about a discipline. And, and not all discipline, of course, is physical. But uh, I do believe that that's discipline. As far as how are you using it, uh, a rebuke is probably a better way to put it, uh, 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 because uh, when, when who was it? When Moses died, and uh, and God sent Michael to bury his body. Apparently, it says that there was a, there was a uh, an argument over the body between Michael, the archangel, and Satan. And Satan, and I mean, and uh, Michael would say to Satan, "The Lord rebuke you." And, and so that he didn't say the Lord bind you or he didn't he just he just said the Lord rebuke you. And uh and, and that said actually a few different times when it when 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 those altercations would come up. So rebuke, I think, is probably a better way to put it. Uh at the end of the day, the Lord knows your heart. He knows what you're what you're trying to say. I mean, there's things that we pray for, and we're told we don't know how to pray. And so and so the spirit intercedes for us. And so uh and so I don't want to make it sound like hey, you, you're not saying the correct things. You know what you want, and the, the God knows even more so what you what you what you need. And so the Holy Spirit, being who He is, intercedes for us. Uh, but re a rebuke is probably, I would say, is a better way of putting that. But I could be wrong. Anybody else have anything to say on that one? 
I think you're right. Thank you. I forgot when you said that. I feel like the Holy Spirit tapped me like, "Duh, you're overthinking it. <laughs> I can fix it." <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I mean, it's not. We're not in a situation to where uh, it's um, like you know a priest is doing. Uh, uh, I used to watch a lot of scary movies. I used to love scary movies, and you know, a priest would be trying to exercise somebody, and they got to make sure they're saying the right words. And right. Stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 uh, God knows the spirit. He's given us the spirit. The Holy Spirit knows what we want and and he intercedes for us okay yeah that's true i don't know why i was stressing <laughs> amen that's all i have on this anybody else have any questions uh, what you got ben uh, i was gonna say um just another example of that where the the terms could be uh flip-flop back and forth and in revelation 9 14 it say um he said to the sixth angel which had the trumpet loose the four angels which are bound in the great rivers euphrates and so the, you know this binding here was and i know that's not necessarily what your lesson was about but the the binding was not necessarily a good thing it's just a thing that had to happen for a while and now that they're being loose now they're being loosed you know and so in in that particular sentence the binding and the loosing loosening are things that ought to have happened you know and so in in this in this way uh I, I think we reiterated this a, a few weeks ago. We're we're handing these people over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh, so that maybe um, they won't go as far as to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. You know, the the whole purpose is um, these are our brothers. We repentance is desired, but if repentance doesn't happen, at least they'll be destroyed so that they can be saved later. Yeah. Amen. And that's a whole other conversation to have about uh blasphemy of the holy spirit uh uh that would make a really good one a really really good one uh i've i've come to several different in my path i guess with, with god it's crazy how many scriptures will support one in one way of thinking and in another way and having to try to figure out which way is the way that should be but uh but yeah that's that that would be a really good one to sometimes go ben says no thanks <laughs> but uh well, yeah, it's it's some it's some it's some good stuff uh, today. Um, the 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 binding and the loosening, as, as Ben would say, uh, could it, it may not be straight up black and white, but uh, what I guess is 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 shown in the scriptures, at least that is shown here, is that oh, what you got, Ben? Well, I was I was gonna say uh, you, what you said earlier about um, not knowing exactly how to pray is, I think the way. The best way to look, you know, because we don't know for sure if a thing ought to be bound or or loosened. It's just what ought to be. What's the best thing that God thinks ought to happen at that point? You know, so um, like in in staff prayer this morning, uh, we're having a problem at our learning center, and and my prayer was, I said, you know, we're willing to tow a difficult line, and we don't even want the road to be an easy road. But if it's the road that we shouldn't take, even though this is a good thing. If it's not to be done, make it plain to us that it's not supposed to be done. So, you know, in, in that situation, like, you know, we started off this conversation with um, taking our cars and our money to heaven and all that kind of stuff. But um, sometimes even a good thing is not the way that it actually needs to be, you know, so. Amen. What you got, Daisy? I was just about to say, I'm so glad that Ben said that, because that's kind of what I was trying to say earlier. Um, and, yeah, and yeah, I still forgot it at the end, but just that God is still in his hands. You know, even if we do, you know, don't know what to pray for or, or it's not in his will, just like he did with Peter, he'll say no, you know, or we can just harass him and, and just keep on asking. So he says yes. And then we wish that we just he would have said no. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? So I kind of think that's good because he does say pray without ceasing. And he, like you said, the word does say we we don't know how to pray. That's why he intercedes for us. So if we're praying without ceasing, yeah, there's going to be some prayers that we don't we probably don't need to be praying or we're not praying correctly. But that's why he's God and he can filter through and, and answer how he sees fit. And I think that's really important, especially when it comes to using it in a spiritual way. Because like you said, I mean, even if we don't know how we're using it. Well, he knows our intent for sure, because that's exactly like you said when he was talking to Peter. The, what he said is, "You're concerned about things of the world, and you're not you're not really concerned. No offense, buddy, but you're not on your job right now." Oh, he so, wanted the offense there. The offense was there. 
<laughs> he offended him. <laughs> he said you are. And then he said you are an offense to me. He said you were a stumbling block to me. And so yeah, he, the offense was there. And that's the one thing I like. You know, as, as you bring it up, Deja, I think it's a good idea. That, uh, what I try to do, and you guys that have been uh, with me through these things know uh, that I try my best not to to um, downplay what what Jesus says uh if if or just scripture if it says it that's what it says i feel like if it's if it sounds harsh then it's meant to be harsh and and for me to to try to make it sound like anything else and it is what it is 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 uh, i don't want i don't want to be i don't want to so i think i guess i'll try not to ramble on this but i feel like that the word of god god himself you know uh he is this for lack of a better term, this atomic bomb, this this massive scale of crazy power, and we're just dancing around him like it's not like it's not like he's not that dangerous, like he is not that powerful, and uh, and so that's the reason why I say that. Just as we go through these things, man, it's, it's just great that I, that we have this this group to where we can uh, be vulnerable with one another and just look at what what is he saying that the very person that we say that we worship. What you got, Deja? Okay, this is gonna be be a little bit being vulnerable, but there is something that, like what you just said, is he is so powerful, and I'll be I'll be upfront with you guys. I have a relationship with God. I love God. I try to try to be obedient, and I try to seek Him on what I'm supposed to be doing. But I'm still human, and I still do stuff. I have no business, but I try. I really do try. Like if I can avoid it, to avoid it, and um. The other night I was cuddling with my boyfriend and I could feel my mind going places it wasn't supposed to go. And I kid y'all not. And it's like you said, he's so, he's so, it's delicate. We really don't think it's delicate. And I heard it not once, not twice. We just cuddling, but three times, clear as day. Like in my head, I have no idea. I mean, I didn't know what it was, but I'm just saying it shocked me and it scared me so bad. Do not entice my son to sin. Do not entice. Y'all, when I tell you, I was like, I don't even want to cuddle. I'm just sitting over here on this. <laughs> I just kept hearing it and I haven't been struggling in that area, you know, but it's it's just I was at that time and I literally could hear out the blue, do not entice myself. And I felt like that was a warning. And it, it's like you say, you just feel, I mean, what else could it be? <laughs> and you just feel like, oh, you know, we forget. I think I am guilty of it. You just kind of forget because God is God. He's, so he makes himself thank you guys, so accessible to us when he really doesn't have to. And it's like, you don't want to forget, he's still God, you know, capital G. So it's like, mm, let's just be obedient. Because you can be disobedient, but the thing about with God, like you like you were just saying, he's kind of like an atomic bomb. You don't really know what your, what what the outcome will be. You know, sometimes punishments are different. You don't know. You really do kind of gamble it's like those people that lied in the Bible and they died on the spot. Like you, you don't really know what you're going to get. <laughs> That's why I say you just try, you just try. But I, I thought that was so that's funny because that just happened. I thought I had a very similar thought like, okay, I don't want to play with God. I don't. And the fact that he's taking the time, like I said, to make himself accessible to us, whether it's through something like that or just through his written word to make himself accessible to us, to convict us, lets us know he knows that we know. <laughs> so if you do it anyway, well, you just deserve what's coming because, yeah. I'm glad. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. And, and this is stuff that we, of course, we, we don't like to share. I'm, I'm thankful that you do this because it's a, it's a reminder to myself and to others who who, uh, who are here and who may hear this. Of uh, you're right. I mean, it just we. I don't think we take it as as serious as we as we should. In fact, as you're saying this, I pull this up when this is Jesus speaking, and he says, then, and this is Matthew 18. I'm sorry verse two and says then he called the child to him and, and had him stand among them i assure you he said unless you are converted and become like children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven therefore whoever humbles himself like this child this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and whoever welcomes one child like this in my name welcomes me but whoever causes the downfall of one of these little ones who believes in let me sure remember, who, uh, one of these little ones who believes in me i'm in the right but yeah it would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses, for offenses offenses must come. But woe to that man by whom the offenses come. 
If your hand over or your foot causes your downfall, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or lame than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into the eternal fire. I bring this up because it says right here, it says, woe to the world because of offenses for offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offenses come. So in other words, people are going to be offended. People are going to sin. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. But he says, woe to the person from who that actually comes through. And uh, that's that that scares me because uh, I feel like I've been that person a few times uh, more than I like to say. And 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 that is a, and, and as you were saying that this, it reminds me of things like this. What you got, Deja? No, I was I wanted you to finish your thought. I was going to say what you told no, me earlier. Um, earlier today, I, I pro you probably couldn't tell in the moment because I was like, what I do, I was so nervous because I just, like you say, I just want to be respectful too. You know, not only do we fear God and we don't want to be punished, I'll tell y'all I don't want to be punished ever, but I just want to, we're going to be, I mean, well, I don't know about punished, but he, he holds us accountable, but I want to be respectful. I don't want to be disrespectful. And so when, when um we got off the call, I was thinking, I was like, you know, God, I feel really like I was supposed to send that. I feel like you wanted to reveal that to me. Um, and that's, that's good because I want, like, you know, I, I want somebody to correct me and not to say, like I told you, you know, lead somebody into sin. And, and even if you wouldn't have said anything, it's not that you would have been leading me into sin. Maybe, you know, just not maybe sinning by not obeying the Holy spirit, but I'm necessarily saying, Oh yes, you know, go ahead and, and do that. But like you say, it's scary because I knew for a fact, I don't even talk like that. I don't, I don't use that type of verbiage. And when I heard it the first time, I, I remember I like, Pros, so I'm thinking, Lord, I didn't do anything. <laughs> but He knows our hearts, He knows our minds. I was like, okay, God. But I still lay there, and I heard the fact, like I said, that I heard it two more times. I got very, I got scared. I ain't gonna lie, I got scared. I, I didn't tell, I didn't tell him anything. I just said, I don't want to come anymore. I'm just gonna scoot over. I don't know. Thank you, because I literally, like you said, it, it felt like whoa. It felt like okay, I, in a in a in a term of how I grew up, play with me if you want to, kind of like that's kind of how it felt. So I was like, no, I'm just scoot over. But that's what it made me think of too when you were talking just now, when you were saying that earlier, because you don't want to lead people to sin, whether it's intentionally, like that would have been, or or unintentionally, just by permitting things or or letting things be permissible that you know aren't. Amen. But and that is, it feels like a high bar, and it's a tough one, but that's what we're called to do. What you got, G? Uh, she has said basically punishments or whatnot. Uh, it's crazy because I even look at the word towards the end, and I think it's in Revelations that she speaks about us believers. Even if we don't know, we will be lightly beaten, is what the word says. And if we do know, we'll be severely beaten. And Life is tough. Like I ask everyone to keep me in your prayers. I need to just continue to be more disciplined and stay away from the things I know I'm not supposed to go to, or that it's just, it's an accountability. Like, I love the, I love this uh, question because it helps me to like, internalize things. What needs to be bound? What needs to be loose? What needs to be thrown out? What part of me needs to be, you know, handed over? Like I, it, it helps me understand that there's so much to even, to, you know, to just govern and look over yourself and, you know, this cultivation of yourself, like what really needs to be thrown out and not made an excuse for, because um, I think someone said God is like an atomic bomb. He is like, there's a time he's going to erupt. He, there's going to be a time where he says, all right, this is it. And we don't know. And I don't want to basically be dancing around treating him like he's, something he could be stepped over when I'm the one that's going to be stepped on. So it's like, I, I love this question. So thank you whoever posted. Amen. What you got, Daisy? Sorry, I feel like now we're kind of dragging it, <laughs> dragging it on. But I wanted to say something because you you said it about me and I wanted to say that about G's. I think you do a really good job of making us, um, I don't want to say making us, but helping us to think of things in a personalized way because you do a really good job of bringing things back to how can this apply to my life personally. I think that's really good. Um, and I, we said something about, you know, what part of me needs to be purged or, or, or you know, binded or loose. And 
cast out. And I think that's really important if it's okay with, with you guys and, and so why I would like for us to close in prayer. Um, Cause I literally was thinking that and then you said pray for me and I was like, okay, maybe that's Holy Spirit told me. But um, cause something like that happened even it, to, to me yesterday, I was, I was in here by myself and the Lord began to speak to me and, and had me really get on my knees and come to him. And he was telling me what I needed to repent of. It was, I don't want to say it was weird. It's just, it, that doesn't have, it doesn't usually happen that way. It's usually, I feel bad. I want to say these things, but he was literally telling me, I repent of things. I didn't even know I was struggling with until they come into my spirit and I say them and then I see the fruit of it in my mind and in certain decisions and certain things, things that I'm, I'm telling you, like, I'm like, where did this even come from? But when he had me doing it, I realized this is a lot of stuff. I thought I was doing good. This is a lot of stuff. This is like 10 things. What is going on? But I think that that's, like you said, it's important because that's what these, and like Savoy said, that's what these are for, for us to have a safe space to ask our questions too. Because sometimes it's even hard out here to just ask questions, but to also hold each other accountable, you know. So I, I wanted to, I don't know if the term is give you your flowers on that too, because I, I have noticed that. So well, I appreciate that very much. Amen. Daisy, you going to close us out in prayer? Yes, sir. I sure will. Let me get this uh, TV I had on for my sister. One second. Does, well, does anyone else say anything first? I don't want to be rude. No, when I shut it down, it shuts down. That's it. Okay. okay yeah, so, so, so Ben, Ben, I got a question for Ben. Uh, would you say that, I guess the word loosed or bound can be not just interchangeable, but reversed in a sense? Yeah, I think it could be, and yeah, I think it could be used either way. So bound could be good and it could be bad and loosed could be good and it could be bad. And, and I'm sitting here thinking about this and it's probably the opposite of what we think it ought to be, you know, so. Well, no, that's the reason why I asked that question in the very beginning, because I was like, can I get the definition of these words? Because, um, there's certain things I would love to bound to myself. Like when I hear the word bound, I think about being tied up, right? And so I'm like, what can I tie around myself? Like when I think about the armor that we're supposed to put around ourselves, the words, the people, but what also needs to be bound and just given away, like tied up and thrown out my life. So thank you for pointing that out. So I wasn't looking at it in this one dimensional way because that's not our God. He is multifaceted and omnipresent. So his word is not just a you know one dollar fix all it can fix multiple things at one time so i appreciate your you know your point of view on that yeah and i was trying not to say it but like when we were talking about this from the beginning i was like you know what um the bible very clearly says we're to be slaves to christ and that sounds very much like i'm supposed to be bound to him and if i'm loosed away from him then that if, if i'm free from jesus that is not um, where I need to be. Amen. What you got, Daisy? Oh, I was just gonna pray. <laughs> that was it. If every, I don't wanna, if everyone is already ready, I didn't know there's more commentary. Sorry, my hand was still up. No, you good. Okay. Lord Father God, we come humbly before you. I thank you for allowing us to be able to connect with our brothers and sisters on this side, Lord, um, and, and to come together and meet and to divide your word. God, I pray this, this week, and not just this week, God, but our lives be completely submitted to you, God. Right now, we want to make sure that we're praying your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, God. We don't want to bind or loose anything to ourselves that's not in your will. We don't want to even ask for things that are not in your will, God. We don't want to put ourselves in any position to be out of alignment with you, God. We want to walk in relationship with you. So God, we humble ourselves before you. I pray that you will forgive us first and foremost of all of our sins, God. Show us the areas where we need to repent and help us to walk in repentance and walk in righteousness, God. On our own, it's completely impossible, but we know that with you, all things are possible, God. I ask that every Thing that we've learned today will be buried in our hearts. No one can take it from us in the name of Jesus. Let it be bound on our hands, our foreheads, the way you've instructed us to live. And then not only will it be bound to us, God, but that we will teach other people the way that they should go according to your word, according to the instructions that you've already set out before us, God. Like you said, it's not in heaven that we have to go grab it and figure out what we should do, but you've made it tangible for us. I pray that we would be obedient in the name of Jesus. Give us the strength to obey. Encourage us. 
I use this word lightly, but inspire us, God, to obey you at all times. In Jesus' name, God, I cover every single person on this call in the blood of Jesus. I cover their families, everything connected to them, God, their ministry, their walks with you, their relationships with you, including myself, God. I thank you for blessing our families, not just with physical things or with things that we may think that we need, but with spiritual wisdom and discernment, God, with spiritual strength. We clothe everyone right now in the name of Jesus with the full armor of God, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, God. May our feet be fitted with readiness to go where you say go, when you say go. That comes from the gospel of peace, God. Help us to have peace knowing that you're leading us with your spirit of truth, God. And of course, we take up the sword of the spirit, which is your word. And we take up the shield of faith, which extinguishes all the fiery darts of the enemy. We thank you that we are protected, God. I plead Psalm 35 and Psalm 30, Psalm 91 protection over us, Lord. Thank you for commanding your angels concerning us to guard us in all of our ways. Help us not to walk in fear, not only in fear of, you know, sinning or in fear of anything in this world, but in any fear, God, any fear, even in fear of being obedient. What could happen, God? You have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Help us not even to fear death, God, but to only fear you who can put death to our souls, Lord. We pray that you would just give us the spiritual strength to our inner being, like I said, to obey you, to submit to you, and to do it truly, God, not for the attention of others, not for the praise of other people, but only for your vindication. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, and of course, Holy Spirit and Jesus, intercede on our behalf every single thing that every person needs, God, in order to walk according to your word, including myself, God, pray on our behalf. We don't know what we're supposed to pray, but God, we pray that your will be done and that you will help us be forgiving as you've forgiven us. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.